This Week in Bourbon, where you're the first to find out the big news that Bourbon Pursuit has been acquired by iHeartRadio. Just joking. April Fool's. Here's your headlines for April 1st, 2022. Three of the nation's leading trade associations have created Ship My Spirits Coalition. Bell Mead Bourbon is being discontinued, and there's another Wild Turkey 101 bottle change coming. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition of This Week in Bourbon, and hopefully we're at the end of hearing everything about Will Smith memes because it has been the ongoing thing all week, and I'm just, I'm over it already. What happened? <laughs> I think the bigger news is I thought we just got a big payday, but you got me. On ah, see, I told you, I was like, you might like this opening. It was, yeah. I was, I was thinking, I was like, what's going to be a good one? I thought about doing a Will Smith thing. I was like, eh, it's this week in Bourbon where we slap news like Will Smith, but I was like, ah, no, let's, let's throw, let's throw an April Fool's thing in there. It's been worn out. <laughs> it was worn out by like Monday night, Tuesday morning. I'll be honest, though. I am really looking forward to see, because we were recording this on Thursday, so it's going to come out on Friday for April Fool's, but I am going to be excited to kind of see what everybody comes up with in the bourbon world for crazy bourbon-esque kind of 
not news, I guess. <laughs> I know. I always forget it's April Fool's and then I'm like, oh, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. Don't read. Don't believe everything you, you see on the Internet on April Fool's. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. But there was a, another cool thing that I got to do this past week is go to Watch Hill Proper. And that was a it's a new bourbon bar, a bourbon. I mean, it's not even a bourbon bar. It's a bourbon establishment that's opening here in Louisville, Kentucky. And it is. It is solid. It has got, I got, I think it was like 13 or 18, I mean, give or take 500 bottles, but they have got a ton of whiskey on the shelves. And I think it's really probably cool. First time ever that we've been able to see, well, actually it's not the first time, but one of the few times, the Cecil and Coleman Pursuit Series and Pursuit United on the menu. And they've got, I think, eight different bottlings that are there for us. So it's very awesome. Yeah, shout out to uh, Josh and, uh, gosh, I'm forgetting. Tommy, yeah. Tommy, yes, yes, Tommy. Um for including us, it's a an amazing concept, and I think it's going to be so awesome for this city, you know, something for people to come, you know, for locals and tourists coming in. It's going to be an awesome, uh, you know, kind of our own Jack Roses here in uh, local Jack Rose. So I'm excited for it, excited for those guys, and uh, yeah, it looks sweet. For sure. And, anybody, and we're members. Yeah, we're members, but that was the other thing is that there's all this news coming out that it costs... $1,200 for a membership and then $900 a year for a subscription or like dues or whatever. It's still open to the public. You don't have to be a member to go and visit. So if you are coming here in town, don't get scared or anything like that by headlines. Just go and check it out. Members just get reservations, but it's open to the public first come first serve. So go and do that. Let's go ahead and hit some news because we got a lot of things to talk about. And the first one is the one that we've been talking about damn near for a month now, and that's the Senate. They passed House Bill 500, and it's also now been signed by the governor. So it's officially in law. And if you haven't paid attention the past few weeks, here is what the bill includes, at least some of the highlights. It fully authorizes private barrel selection events and requires 70% of private barrel picks to go to retail licenses through the three-tier system allowing distilleries to sell 30% of barrel picks to private consumers, businesses, and nonprofit groups. All retail private barrel selections must go through the three-tier system. Also, just to make everybody else clear, is that this was also the one that says, barrel picks have been saved, praise Jesus, but that's kind of a, <laughs> kind of a stretch in my opinion. In addition, it also allows distillers to sell exclusive bottles on-site at distillery gift shops. This provision will drive repeat visitors to Kentucky distilleries, meeting consumer demands for unique bottles that they can only get in the Commonwealth. Total bottle sales at the distillery are limited to 9 liters per person per day, but of that 9 liters, distillery-exclusive bottles are limited to 3 liters per person per day, and there is no limit on the number of distillery-exclusive bottles that a distillery may choose to sell. So might as well just rack up 1,400 of them and let people have a choice. It gives each distillery the opportunity to open a satellite tasting room, which will bring bourbon tourism downtown to downtowns and communities that might not be able to attract a full-blown distillery experience. Satellite tasting rooms can offer samples, bottle sales, and cocktails with proper licensing. Satellite tasting rooms are limited to one distilled spirits plant or DSP number. The primary DSP location must offer a tourist experience with samples and souvenir bottle sales to be able to offer a satellite location. If a distillery has more than one DSP both and both offer a tourist experience with samples and souvenir bottle sales, they can actually have multiple satellite locations. It also allows distillers to offer complimentary bottles and samples at fairs, festivals, and farmers markets. And retailers are also allowed to offer free samples and sell bottles of wine and spirits at these same events in the county where they are licensed. It also legalizes the sales of barrel-aged and batched cocktails. 
which is a common practice that was not specifically authorized in Kentucky law since the alcohol was not poured from its original container. There we go. Finally, we're done talking about this. So, yeah, it's like the Will Smith thing. We're done with it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope we're done with it. (laughs) But no, that's great for uh, all things considered. Um, I'm excited about the satellite option, you know, for distilleries. I like the farmer's market thing because I go to the farmer's market all the time. So now I can... uh, Get your tomatoes in a a, a thimble of of whiskey wire there. Can I get my heirloom tomatoes in a sample of something? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, the thing I liked about the satellite tasting room, it, there was actually a really good example that I saw about this is, you know, somebody like Wilderness Trail. They're all the way out in Danville. To be yeah, honest, yeah. we no don't... No man's land. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't really recommend Wilderness Trail that often. It's amazing. I always... It would be great for you to go there, but when people say, I've got two days, what do I do? It's hard to recommend going to Danville, but now they have an opportunity to create a tasting room in downtown Louisville. So that's just one thing that this is going to provision and allow. Yeah. I'm excited to see what, how the distilleries use this and leverage their leverage, all this new, uh, what do you say? Uh, I guess options, (laughs) (laughs) options to, uh, expand, you know, their, their brands and expand their offerings to consumers. So I'm excited for it. And I also like the, the thing of barrel aged and batch cocktails because there's, been that around for a while however technically i guess was those not consi- legal con- are those considered rtds <laughs> <laughs> maybe the I, I think there was i forget who turned me on to this about two years ago that was saying basically those the slushy machines or you know old fashions or anything like that out of a slushy machine it was technically illegal and now i guess we're we're back in we're back in the good graces of the law but it was nobody was really ever going to enforce it anyway but good to see that we're we're okay now yeah because barrel made like that's where seagrass got all it's like uh all its folklore came from those infamous slushies nick christensen slushies from yeah. the bourbon fest that's true that's true now Everybody it's, was uh, going now crazy it's legal on them. well go ahead and start pouring them give one to everybody it's time to start celebrating yep so the industry of or sorry the ttb They wanted to remind people about regulations that prohibit, and this is actually just they put out, every once in a while they put out some sort of blurb to say, by the way, don't do this. But they want to also say that, or say it again, that they want to prohibit any health-related statements that are untrue to any particular or tends to create a misleading impression as the effects of alcohol consumption on health. Examples of unsubstantiated advertising statements uh, suggesting that consumer consuming a particular beverage alcohol will mitigate health consequences typically associated with alcohol consumption. You can't do things like say that it doesn't give you a headache, it's hangover free or diabetic friendly. Well, that's good. It's like cigarettes. You know, I'm, it's funny you look at like cool. cigarette ads back in the 60s and they're like, doctors recommend filtered camels. <laughs> <laughs> My doctor smokes Lucky Strikes. You know, it was like, what? <laughs> well, I want to see if we can come out with a weight loss bourbon. You're like, this is guaranteed to make you lose 20 pounds. Yeah, it's is interesting. That, so, that, like, that does that plane? include, like, so, like, you know, uh, like Tito's or, you know, hard, the seltzers, you know, saying that it's like gluten free or zero cal or not zero calories, but calorie, you know, it's like carb, low carb or this or that. Can you still do that? Or I think that's still technically what it is because you're talking about the, the actual contents inside of it 
and you're talking about calories, you're talking about carbs, you're talking about stuff like that. To say that it's not ever going to give you a hangover, that's probably a little bit of a stretch. I got you. But I know like a lot of people associate seltzers or... And you can put things like gluten-free on bourbon. Like it's gluten-free. That's that's well, Yeah, all spirits are <laughs> gluten-free. I'm just saying. It's just Tito's that was like... I bet, uh, bet people would like this if it's gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> Just slap it on there. People people will drink it. Why not? That's right. So Moving this on. one is not bourbon-related, but I thought I read this and I said, this is pretty substantial news, so we should probably talk about it anyway. So San Diego-based craft brewer Stone Brewing, they were an early leader during the explosion of craft beer in the early 2000s. They finally won its year-long trademark battle with beer conglomerate Miller Coors, now known as Mil- Molson Coors. And the eight-member jury unanimously awarded Stone Brewing $56 million in damages following a three-week trademark infringement trial over Miller Coors' use of the craft of the brewer's Stone trademark to advertise and market the rebranded Keystone Light Economy Beer back in 2017. I don't know if anybody remembers those commercials or is like Stone and everything like that, but Stone yeah, yeah. Brewing... I remember that. Yeah, so Stone Brewing, they had asked yours for $216 million award for past and future losses and to cover the cost of corrective advertising campaigns to do damage control to the consumer confusion caused by having two beers on the store shelves with the name Stone. Shortly after the verdict, Stone Brewing tweeted out a single letter, W. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I saw it was a big settlement. <laughs> it was a lot. $56 million? Heck yeah, that's... That's that's pretty crazy, but I mean, they did claim that it it damaged some of their sales and stuff like that. But I do remember those commercials. I remember very vividly. It was like a guy in a plaid shirt and just it was like stone. I I forget the whole concept of it, but I do remember them. Yeah, we just need to call our attorneys every time we want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> any new advertising. Make sure that, that <laughs> or I mean, just that, that is a it's a very good lesson to learn for anybody that's in the trade or wanting to get in the trade is that you have to have an attorney look at every single thing that you're going to call your product because we were originally going to call pursuit united we're just going to or even pursuit series we're just going to call our bourbon pursuit and we realized we couldn't do that because there was some chardonnay out of california that created pursuit back in 2012 and they still had their rights to the name and so we couldn't use it so it just kind of goes to show that you need to have a attorney on your side that can make sure you don't get in trouble like that down the line. Yeah. Even if you're as big as Coors Molson. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you have attorneys on staff. I know. So the World Whiskey Awards, they were held at the Honorable Artillery Company in London on Thursday, March 24th. And it's sponsored by Whiskey Magazine. The World Whiskey Awards celebrate the top whiskeys around the world as they recognize the icons of whiskey global winners. The awards also saw the induction of four new members to the Whiskey Magazine's Hall of Fame. And for the bourbon side of things, among this year's winners were Buffalo Trace Distillery, which gained the title of Distiller of the Year. Redemption's Barrel Proof High Rye Bourbon 10-year-old won the world's best bourbon. And Visitor Attraction of the Year went to Heaven Hill. And the world's small sorry, the world's best small batch bourbon of the non-Kentucky side went to Widow Jane, aged 10 years. The world's best single barrel bourbon of Best Kentucky, none other than Blanton's. And the world's best Tennessee aged, sorry, the world's best Tennessee whiskey with an age statement went to Jack Daniels, 10 year old. Wow. That's all chalk. <laughs> I mean, Cross I don't know board. who judges these things, but I mean, I guess can't blame them. I like Widow Jane. 
Bland oh, yeah, well, probably a stretch. I mean, Buffalo Trace, they are a great distillery. You can't can't knock them for that. So no. it's I but I never had the redemption barrel proof high rye bourbon tenure and it won world's best bourbon. So that's that's an interesting one. Yeah, it's gotta be a sourced one, right? Or is it I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Widow Jane one, that's all sourced as well. But this is Well, that's fine. Yeah, I'm not I'm not judging. I was just curious. I I don't I don't think I've had many redemption products. Or at least not in a long time. Well, I haven't either, and we haven't done anything with Whiskey Magazine either, so we're we're not even in the playing, you know, the ballpark yet. So we got to figure out what we have to do to even get nominated, be a part of this thing next time. Just join Sazerac's portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to nominate you for their their Hall of Fame. That's what I'm going to do. That's right. <laughs> like, where'd this guy come from? So another non-bourbon thing, but of course we got to talk about it because it's the whiskey world anyway. But Diageo has sold its Windsor blended Scotch whiskey brand, including the W series, to private South Korean equity group for $163 million. The sale of the Windsor brand to the South Korean-based Bayside Private Equity and Metis Private Equity cons- Consortium is said to have no material impact on earnings per share in Diageo's 2022 fiscal year. The deal is expected to be completed in the fiscal year of 2023. Not much to talk about, but hey, there you go. Some more news. No comment. So, I don't, I don't no know comment. much about that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep going then. So Flaviar, I think they were, well, they, I don't think they were a sponsor a long, long, long time ago for the, the, the podcast, but they announced the hiring of Noah Rothbaum, David Wondrick, and Leah Doyle, who previously led Half Full, which is a creative and consultative studio. With this partnership, Flaviar is bringing together world-renowned spirits and cocktail experts with leading spirits, e-commerce, and community experts to offer a unique value to liquor companies by providing access to consumers and proprietary data. The consultant, the consultancy and creative studio will be named the Beverage. <laughs> I can't talk. The Beverage Bureau. Flaviar currently runs Flaviar Club, which is the largest premium spirits club in the world. And they also have Caskers, which is another direct consumer marketplace to purchase spirits. And now the Beverage Bureau. This is the full surf, full surf, <laughs> the full, the first full service spirits marketing agency backed by a robust consumer data. So by combining Flaviar's technical ecosystem with the Bureau's strategy and creative know-how, the brands will be able to create a truly 360 campaigns that finally close the loop with actual consumer sales data and behavioral insights. Additionally, brands will have access to experts that will assist with production, or sorry, with product and program ideation, creation, branding, campaign strategy, consultation, trade engagement, data, and distribution. Excellent. Excellent. There we go. So I want that info. That's what it was like. You have access to proprietary data. Fine. Sell it to me. See how right. it. All right. So there's two new books out. The first one is called Make It a Devil, From Wretched to Wondrous, Tales of One Woman's Lifelong Discovery of Whiskey by, she- by Shelley Sackier. After completing a short course in Scotland's, oh gosh, Brucolotic <laughs> Distillery, Brucolotic, I think Brucolotic, Brucolotic. That sounds about right. Brucolotic. She began Bru- writing. About, I don't know. Yeah. It's B-R-U-I-C-H-L-A-D-D-I-C-H. Brucolotic. Uh, yeah, somebody's going to haze you on that. <laughs> Here we go. Can't wait to get the emails now. Yeah. Uh, so she st- she began writing about and working in the world of whiskey. So for the past 25 years, she has devoted her efforts towards creating a plain-spoken, easygoing, and humorous grasp on the subject to welcome more into this realm. As the Director of Distillery Education at Reservoir Distillery in Virginia, her aim is to distill down the sophisticated spirit one simple sip at a time. 
In this book, she offers a witty and immersive look at history, mythology, science, and the magical touch that makes whiskey taste like liquid gold. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other book publishers for $17 for digital or $28 for hardback. Not to be outdone, there's one more book, and this is a pocket-sized book featuring 40 classic whiskey cocktail recipes and 10 original recipes called The Little Book of Whiskey Cocktails. Author Brian Payment is a professional bartender at the Dunraven Restaurant in Estes Park, Colorado. The book is also packed with a key to whiskey wear and bar tools, an extensive repertoire of jokes, and various ways in which the spirit can be mixed, savored, and enjoyed. Brian takes a practical approach to exploring the various ways in which the spirit can be mixed and enjoyed. Beginning with a brief history of whiskey, he answers the questions that even aficionados need help and can stumble over, like, what is the difference between whiskey and whiskey, with and without an E? Does bourbon have to come from Kentucky? How many times does Irish whiskey need to be distilled? And it's now available for pre-order on for $15 on Amazon, Bards and Nobles, and other online retailers, and will begin shipping in August. Hooray. How much corn needs to be in bourbon? Is that in there? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Somewhere between 20 and 80%, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think, no, that sounds fun. We all like, know. I'm interested to see 40 different cocktails of bourbon. I kind of want to know the jokes, to be honest with you. Yeah, you like corny jokes, so it'd be... Be right in your wheelhouse. Speaking of corny jokes, I tell you what, probably one of the best new Instagram accounts to follow is Mellow Corn because they have amazing dad-like jokes about corn. It, you got to really? go check it out. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody's listening well, to this and you when, haven't followed Mellow Corn, go and do it because there's they've got some Is some it Bernie good, Lever's doing it? <laughs> I don't know, but they got some good witty humor going on over there. I'll have to give it to that. So shout out to the, the Heaven Hill HHD team over there for for figuring all that out. Well, after Lent, I'll have to check it out. <laughs> oh, Back you, on. <laughs> you, you gave up your 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 digital connections, didn't you? That's right. Everybody's missed me so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I miss it. I need some help on the on the on the TikTok side. Everybody's missing you, buddy. I know my one video. Everybody's missing. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'll keep it going for you. That's right. Thank you. Yes. So the Staven Thief Society has now expanded with more online courses. So the online self-study program for bourbon enthusiasts will prepare you to be certified from the comfort of your couch. The certified bourbon, <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> that's how you know I am. I'm, hey, I'm Ruben. I, Ruben, I don't even you call go bourbon, I call bourbon. <laughs> you don't go scuba, Ruben. <laughs> so the certified bourbon steward program is $75, and you'll be able to discuss America's native spirit confidently and accurately, as well as be able to make recommendations to family, friends, and others based on their individual tastes and preferences. And to the, pronounce it. <laughs> and be able to pronounce it properly. The executive of Bourbon Steward is $495, but it also has six hours of instructional videos and materials to gain a strengthened understanding of the technical side of bourbon production, its history and relationships to other whiskeys, plus the variety of aromas and flavors found in different expressions, giving you the tools you need to create, sorry, to build creative flights and guide your own engaging sensory experiences. You can find out more and get signed up at staveandthief.com. Excellent. Maybe we should do that one time. We should. We're kind of fakers. I, I kind of want to, I, I'm, I'm kind of scared to do it. We've been doing this for so long. We know so much that if we sign up for like the executive bourbon steward and we fail the course, it's like, it's like, we can't, we can't, can't go out and proclaim that. Like, we're going to be made fun of. We'll get ridiculed. I know. I wonder if they do like an entry exam to like place you in what courses <laughs> you need. I'd be curious how we, where we'd be placed. <laughs> yeah. 
But the other idea of doing this is because the only other time you could do it is you actually had to fly to Louisville and take these courses. Um, but now you can do it from the comfort of your couch and it's all self-paced. So kind of just like, uh, you know, online schooling, if you will. Kind of like yeah. shout out to our other sponsor for University of Louisville, where you can get your online distilled spirits business certificate. But that comes from accredited university and you get college credit hours and all this other kind of stuff. You know, I see people all the time. They got their pins when they're going oh, yeah. out and all sort of stuff. I'm kind of so. jealous. I might do that. Get, it is a society know. after all. Well, get the $75 one, get your pin and just call it what it is, right? That's right. All right. So our last news story, like the big one that I had at the very top is that the American Craft Spirits Association, the American Distilling Institute, and the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States, three of the nation's leading trade associations representing distillers large and small, have now joined forces to launch Ship My Spirits. It's a grassroots coalition with the common goal of modernizing the spirits marketplace by allowing direct-to-consumer shipping of distilled spirits. So the first one that they're kind of battling right now is the New York legislature is currently considering two bills. And these would permanently allow distillers to ship their spirits products directly to adult consumers, just as wineries have been doing for more than a decade in the state. You can go to shipmyspirits.org, and it has an interactive map where consumers can click on their state to learn more about the laws regulating spirit shipments and other data related to the spirits industry impact in the state. You can also take action through the site by sending letters directly to your legislators on the issue in less than three minutes. I'm so Love. glad I got through that because the whole time I'm thinking, uh, <laughs> shit my pants, like whatever, something like that. I was going <laughs> to gonna really screw it up there, but ship my spirits. I'm kind of really glad to see this kicking off into the full gear. Yeah, I think because most of the general population doesn't understand that you can't ship alcohol and like, so it's not a, it's not on their on their mind and so it'd be nice to have this tool to show people what the laws are what you can do maybe convince your senator or state senator or whatever hey you want my vote you gotta start shipping alcohol yeah and i actually went on the website it's really cool it actually is very interactive and super speedy and responsive and you can click on any state i clicked on kentucky and you can see a few things such as how many jobs the spirits industry actually provides in Kentucky, but you can do that for any state. You can do Florida, you know, Georgia, California, whatever. But there's only a handful of states on there that have a certain color on them that says they're open for shipping from anywhere. Anybody can ship into the state. Most of them are basically have, they're not grayed out, but they're uh, manilaed out or whatever it is that says that you can get wine shipped to you, but you can't get spirits shipped to you. So, and that's, not just like a reciprocal thing. That's just, it's saying to say that anybody from any state could be able to ship to you. So it is unfortunate to be able to see so many states do not have this capability, but this is your opportunity to be able to go through. And instead of having to go and find your, you know, senator's email and send them a message and put down some thoughts, you can do it in a few clicks of the button and it'll automatically send it for you. So easy way to kind of start rallying the troops and, and make it happen. That's awesome. Who's funding this? This is through the three different trade associations. Oh, those, that's right. That's yeah, right. the ACSA, yeah. ADI, and Discus. Man, so those memberships do do, they do do something for you. Yes. They, they're, hey, they're, they're coming together. They're trying to create something big, and I'm glad to see it. So we're yeah, here for awesome. it. that's awesome. All right, let's go ahead. We'll take a break, get a quick word from our partners. We'll be back with a lot of bourbon release news. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. 
But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Welcome back, everybody. Bourbon release news coming at you. And now you got to get ready because there's a there's a ton of stuff. I almost feel that we're preparing for fall, even though we're trying to go into spring and summer. But I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised by some of this. Actually, you're going to hate the first one because this isn't even <laughs> bourbon release news. This is this is un-bourbon release news. And that's that uh, Bellmead bourbon is being discontinued. So this uh-huh. news story broke on sippinghistory.com. Now, I have to mention that there has not been an official announcement or a press release, but here's some information that came so from is that, that website. April Fool's joke or something? No, 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 no. This <laughs> came out uh, like earlier in the week, so I I have it under good standing that this is has some has some ground and some legs here. And as I kind of go through here and read this, you're probably going to understand and you're going to go, "Yeah, I guess it makes sense." Bellmead, it was a brand once revived by Charles Nelson after a fire destroyed the original producers and lost to the start of Prohibition until Charlie and Andy Nelson revived the brand in 2012. And it's now going to be soon discontinued. If you don't remember, we actually had Charlie Nelson on the podcast at one point. Great guy. Definitely go back and listen to that one. Amazing story on what they did and how they revived the brand and how they kind of got the names and everything like that. But using an almost mere image of the original Bell Mead logo found in an old newspaper advertisement from May 1st, 1885, the brand was brought back to life while the Nelson brothers began to build their brand to revive their great-great-grandfather's weeded Tennessee whiskey. So the brand featured distillate sourced from MGP, and at times it included additional finishes and barrels such as cognac, sherry, and the elusive honey barrels. The Nelson brothers put it on the line to raise enough capital to purchase the initial Bell Mead lots of bourbon barrels. They eventually were able to get enough capital to start up their Nelson Greenbrier Distillery located in Nashville and start their own distillation. This distillation became their flagship brand that they're calling Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey, featuring wheat in their mash bill and it's charcoal filtered. This is the brand that the brothers are wanting to focus on and be the face of the company. The, Bel- the Bell Mead bourbon itself isn't going away for good, 
but things will start to look a little different as the remaining stocks at Bell Mead begin to dwindle and supply on the shelves begin to disappear. The Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery will replace Bell Mead with Nelson Brothers Whiskey, featuring a classic line and a reserve line. The classic line will be at 93.3 proof, made with a high rye bourbon mash bill and aged new charred oak barrels, and the reserve will feature a higher proof coming in at 107.8. The product inside has been reported to still continue to be the same sourced bourbon that was once in Bell Mead. It's just now under a new brand, but once again, it appears that Bell Mead will be lost to history. Well, how much are those bottles going to go up? <laughs> I don't know. I guess uh, if you haven't heard it, if you hear it first, now's your chance to go and swoop up a few bottles before you don't see it ever again. It kind of reminds me of when people went crazy buying all the Heaven Hill white label bottles when they found out that six-year bottle and bond was going away. There were some fantastic Bell Mead releases. Um, oh, yeah, you know, dude. Those... They had some great MGP releases. Yeah. And that those honey barrels, my gosh. That... that <laughs> I was the biggest skeptic of those. And then you try and you're like, ugh, like put, just they like kind of put in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they kind of pioneered it. Right. I, I don't think anybody really took a honey barrel seriously until that came out. And then now all of a sudden everybody wants to do a honey barrel or people that are in bourbon clubs are calling local beekeepers going, Hey, uh, got an idea to throw something at you. You want to do some barrel aged honey and give it back to us. So there's, there's definitely a lot of, collaboration that's happening because of that now yeah but uh i understand the move and i think it's probably good for the brand long term to kind of tie back to the nelsons and uh you know similar to new riff with you know the oki and then switching everything to new riff so i understand it and charlie and them are they're great people and um i think this is great to honor their family history and their, their you know their legacy moving forward so yeah, I think the only thing that is, it's it's like, I don't say it's questionable, but it's the wild card, is that they have done such a great job with building a fan base and building revenue based on this sourced MG pro, MGB product. And now they're going to focus and switch everything over onto a Tennessee weeded whiskey and hope that everybody follows. It's kind of tough. I mean, from your business person, Sometimes you have to go, all right, follow the money, right? That's typically what you should be thinking. But it's it's from a business standpoint, it's going to be a little risky, but maybe they've done their due diligence. Well, too, there's probably, as we all know, there's there's no uh, healthy supply of right. 8 to 13-year-old MGP barrels. So I'm sure that's, you know, ran dry and, you know, it's, you can get five-year plentiful, but, you know, you can't put a five-year MGP in a bell mead and request the same kind of standards that that's kind of had, I guess. No, I, you're totally right. And it's one of those things too. I mean, we've said it a million times is that there's no shortage of MGP on the market. So as this becomes more proliferous and people are getting smarter and they get burnt out on MGP, they don't want more MGP. They want something different. So maybe they are moving in the right direction. I guess time will tell. But it's uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see what just goes. And I just it's only from a pure business perspective. I'm sure that they've done all the market research to kind of figure out exactly how it's going to sell, what they need to do, and how they're going to get out to market. I like the move, but we'll see. <laughs> so let's keep going here. Rapper and fashion icon ASAP Rocky 
has announced on Thursday he has a new Canadian whiskey blend called Mercer and Prince. So this Canadian whiskey was developed in partnership with Global Brand Equities and E&J Gallo. So it's aged in American white oak barrels and influenced by Japanese Mizanara oak. This whiskey is presented in a two-cup bottle design created to stand out on any surface. Mercer and Prince represents two of ASAP Rocky's favorite cross streets in New York City, where people from all walks of life with different backgrounds intersect and come together, embodying the zeitgeist of the city's energy at the convergence of fashion and cultural spheres. ASAP Rocky's taste and styles are reflected in the bottle design and as a direct result of the napkin sketch turned to reality. When ideating on what he wanted the bottle to look like, he knew that he wanted to create something functional that was also sleek and boundary pushing. The bottle is encased with two cups on either end, giving consumers the opportunity to immediately open the bottle and pour a drink for themselves and a friend. Additionally, the bottle can sit vertically or horizontally on a bar or table. Mercer and Prince is aged over four years in ex-bourbon barrels and blended in Canada. Mercer and Prince will be available online for exclusive pre-release through Reserve Bar in participating states and available later retail, sorry, available at retail later this summer for a cool $30. It's a good price. I, I apologize. I do not know this particular rapper, but <laughs> now I'll look him it's, up and... He's a, he's a new rapper. He's a, he's a new new breed of rapper. I think he's, kind of, he's been around for a little bit now, but... The one thing I did know is before we started recording, I went and checked his Instagram because I try to tag people. We kind of release this sort of stuff. And uh, he had his post. It had almost a million likes for this post on his new whiskey. So I would imagine that this thing is sold out when it comes to the exclusive pre-release. That's incredible. Yeah. Shows how old I am and out of touch (laughs) (laughs) with the music industry. It, we're still like on, you know, Biggie and Tupac and Wu Tang and stuff like that. We're we're that's our that's our generation of a rap there. Dre, Eminem, Snoop, yep, Master P, No Limit Soldiers, Bone Thugs in Harmony, <laughs> Juvenile, Ooh, Lil Wayne, uh, all them. Yes, yeah, all right. Bla- all the Blake Reber specials. <laughs> all right, so Stoli's Kentucky Owl. They're announcing their second release in the Wiseman series, and it's a new straight rye whiskey. So the Wiseman Straight Rye is a 95% rye mash bill selected by Kentucky Owl master blender John Rhea. This is the third Kentucky Owl release under Rhea, who previously served as Four Roses Distillery's chief operating officer, where his responsibilities included quality control, maturation, and evaluation, and product blending. He was inducted also in the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame in 2016 and served as a chair of the KDA Board of Directors. This is bottled at 108 proof, has an SRP of $60, and will soon be available starting in April at a limited number of fine retailers across the brand's national distribution footprint. Is it Kentucky Raw or is it a... So this was hand-delivered to me today, and it (laughs) does... Yes, uh, because... When I knew this was coming out, I sent a message to the PR people because they they actually had a St. Patrick's Day bottle for me, and we totally forgot about it. And I said, oh, by the way, uh, I got this. Just want to let you know, we're going to talk about it on this week. And she goes, oh, I'll bring that bottle and this one over for you so you can review it and do your thing. I said, perfect, great. So it's hand-delivered to me today. But it does say that. It says, distilled in Kentucky and bottled by Kentucky Owl LLC. So we might have a good idea of where that's from. Yeah. Probably BBC. That's what I was going to say. It's good. <laughs> and, good uh, friends in Bardstown. They got a good 95.5 rye. It's yeah. uh, different than the MGP. It's it's nice, soft. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. Nice. 
Nice. It's nice. Got a lot of honey notes. It's it's good. Well, I I won't I won't ruin it for you and, and open it and try it here and do a whiskey quickie, but we'll save it together and we'll we'll crack it All open right. soon. That's a friend there. I tell you, the you things I do for in, you. Got a friend in Kenny. <laughs> so here's another one. Limestone Branch still staying in the news because they are launching a new product called Yellowstone Family Recipe. Now this one. I'm actually very excited for it, and I want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Bean because I think this is going to be really cool. So this is another craft-distilled bourbon honoring 150 years of Beam and the Dant family distilling traditions. So this was inspired by a recipe found in notes from Beam's grandfather, Guy Beam, and containing cloned yeast using DNA from a yeast jug belonging to Beam's great-grandfather, Minor Case Beam. So Yellowstone Family Recipe reflects the original Yellowstone bourbon mash bill and carries its original namesake six-year age statement. It is the recipe that Stephen Beam has been distilling at Limestone Branch since 2015 and is now ready to share with the world. This new bourbon created by Limestone Branch Distillery Master Distiller Stephen Beam will be available at retail in three allocations throughout 2022. It'll be coming out in April, August, and the fourth quarter with a limited total production of 6,000 cases. It's bottled at 100 proof and will have a suggested retail price of $70. Then you just need Fonte to tell you the whole history of it. And <laughs> I got it. Well, to be honest, I am not surprised that it has taken this long to get there because they are uh, squeaking out just a little bit of distillate every single day. So I'm surprised they're able to put out this much at this, this time. But I, I'm truly happy to kind of see something like that because Steve... You know, he's been on the podcast before. I I, I want to look it up and tell everybody to kind of go back and look at it because he really schooled us on the history that he is involved in because he knows everything in the lineage of the dance and the beams and everything like that. Yeah. Like you said, he's got so much history in that family. And when you go to Yellowstone and you see it all up there on the wall, you're like, holy cow. It's like, it's like the origins of bourbon tie back to him. So pretty much not tie back to him, but they tie back to his family. Pretty yeah. Episode 281. So after you get done with that, go ahead and hit the rewind button, go to episode 281 and listen to that episode. It's fantastic. One of the, one it's, of the favorites. It's much better when Fonte though <laughs> t- tells you the history because it's intense. <laughs> it's dramatic, isn't it? That's right. We'll have to have him on one time and just so people know what we're talking about. So if you ever get a chance to go to Limestone Branch and just request a just 20 minutes with Stephen Fonte. And so just kind of uh, have it'll it. Turn in, it'll turn into an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great guy, though. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, and so speaking of Barsan Bourbon Company, they are also releasing two new bottlings from their sought-after Fusion and Discovery Expressions. So Fusion Series number 7 and Discovery Series number 7. <laughs> so the Discovery Series is designed to showcase the art of blending with an emphasis on old and rare whiskey sourced from a variety of origins. So number seven is no exception, which for the first time incorporates not only aged bourbon and rye, but also features aged Canadian whiskey sourced from Ontario. Discovery number seven includes three aged straight bourbon whiskeys blended with rye and Canadian whiskey. And they gave everything on the press release of every single thing of the percentages, the type of bourbon and the mash bill. I'm not going to go that far. I'm going to save the mash bills and you can go and find them later. But I want to hear you stumble over it. Golly, no way. But it is 31% 12-year-old Kentucky bourbon, 21% another 12-year-old Kentucky bourbon of a different mash bill, 21% of a 12-year-old Canadian whiskey, 15% of 7-year-old Indiana rye whiskey, 
8% of a 17-year-old Tennessee bourbon, presented 150, sorry, 114.5 proof and offered with a retail price of $140. The Fusion series bridges the past and the future through blending older source whiskeys and more recently distilled stock produced by Bardstown Bourbon Company. The journey of the unique series has been set to see the changing product as the Bardstown Bourbon Company bourbon ages becoming more prominent in the blends over time. So Fusion number 7 is 70% of a 3-year aged bourbon and 30% of a 12-year aged source whiskey. However, this does include five distinct mash bills, three from three-year-old Barstown bourbons and uh, two from a 12-year-old stock. So it is bottled at 98.1 proof and is offered at a suggested retail price of $65. The old Dan Calloway specials. Yes, they are. I can't wait. <laughs> that first one's, well, they both sound interesting, but I'm I'm interested. I love different blends of mash bills, which both of them are, but especially like when you mix rye and bourbons and whatnot. So I'm... Really excited to try it, especially with the Canadian uh, rise in there as well. Yeah, they've got so much stuff they can play around with too. That's That makes you the jealous part is that you're just like, oh yeah, I'll just go over here and just grab this 17-year-old. Then I'll go over here and grab this 12-year-old Kentucky. I'll go I over know. Here. You go in Dan's office, you look up and he's got like 200 different little, <laughs> 200 ml samples going on experiments. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> so much stuff. That's right. But we got even more bourbon release news to talk about, so let's keep going. And that's Chattanooga is releasing their Founders 10th Anniversary Blend of three whiskey recipes distilled in both Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Lawrenceburg, Indiana. So there are three different mash bills of 51% B02, 9% of SB019, 40% of 1816 RES. We'll get to all this. Uh, It was in toasted and charred oak barrels. It's going to be 100 proof. And this was actually after three to four years of primary and secondary aging, the cask of the original law changing the 1816 recipe are then transferred over into their 650-gallon charred oak founder's barrel. Here, the casks of different ages married together until ready for inclusion into the anniversary blend, and their founder's 10th anniversary blend will be available first at their celebration before going on sale at their distillery and in select markets next week. So the batch size was around 10 to 12 barrels, but again, that finish happened in a 650-gallon charred oak barrel. Whoa. Yeah. Big dog. I saw the picture. It... It looks more like a still made out of made out of wood because it's just this big cylindrical thing. Yeah, that sounds like a fermentation tank. Yeah, I or, guess you could say that. Know. Probably probably closer to that than a still, but it was yeah. it was it was big. It was big. I want to try it. We all do. What? It's I love this. It's like all these releases are blends of different things, and that's where we see the industry going. And it's ironically, and so I'm do you feel excited. validated? No, I don't feel validated, but <laughs> I'm maybe, but <laughs> I'm excited to see everybody doing, you know, going out and not just putting the same recipe on different floors or different tiers and expecting, you know, oh, this is different because it's on the fourth tier. This one's, <laughs> however, that's been the, the oldest playbook around. So I'm sure it's not going well, anywhere. Well, if, Buffalo Trace we is enough. one dis- distiller of the year and that's what they do. So <laughs> <laughs> see, uh, you, but you can't, they got such good stuff though. It's, it's really hard to beat, you know, even if yeah. you've got, you know, Buffalo Trace and Eagle Rare and uh, actually those don't use the same mash bill, but you know, a lot of it's, they use three mash bills for everything, but okay. We'll take Heaven Hill for example. One mash bill for a lot of things. Well, that's not yep. true. They got two or three. All they right. got two bourbons, one rye. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah. Two bourbons, one round. And a microphone and a turntable. That's right. <laughs> Two turntables and a microphone. Yeah. Not, yeah, you get it backwards. Yeah. Okay. It, my Beck uh, history is kind of failing me tonight. So I'll, I'll let you have that one. <laughs> well, that's who I know, Beck. I didn't know the, the rapper earlier. So, <laughs> so hot off the heels when Castle and Keys sold their first small batch bourbon and they had their tremendous success past Saturday. They sold out batch one in their boiler room within a record two hours, but they're so excited that they can't wait. And so they're going to go ahead and release early batch two at the Castle and Key Distillery this weekend. Start, actually, I say today, starting Friday, April 1st. So 100 bottles of small batch bourbon batch two will be available every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in April. But due to limited quantity available, bottles, battle, bottles will be sold on a first-come, first-served basis. Purchases are limited to one bottle of small batch bourbon per person per day. Wait a minute. Okay, so... They sold out in two hours, so they decided to have a batch two. Oh, the, they, 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 I don't think they thought that batch one was going to sell out so quickly. And so they had the idea that it was going to just, they were going to release batch two later. But now that it's sold out, it's like, well, let's keep making money. Like, why would we stop? We give <laughs> right. the people what they want. Might as well just release batch two. And it's only going to be 100 bottles a week. Is that what you said? 100 bottles will be available every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in April. Gotcha. So they are going to space it out just a little bit. So, so just 400 bottles a week. Actually, gotcha. no, 300. 300, okay. Yeah, Thursday, three, Friday, three days. Saturday. Yeah. yeah, I can't do math. It's okay. You know, I, I'm not good are, either, but I need my spreadsheets, and that's what makes sense to me. What are numbers? Uh, zero through nine, and <laughs> just in different orders, and some commas and some decimal points every once in a while. That's right. Basil Hayden, Basil Hayden, try to say it the proper way. They're challenging the notion that smoky spirits are harsh and that the newest ultra-premium bourbon and their new limited-to-time offering is called Basil Hayden, Basil Hayden, Subtle Smoke. And it's an entirely new take on smoky spirits. So the steps to create this unique bourbon begin with toasting and lightly charring a secondary barrel. However, afterwards, hickory smoke chips are delicately ignited and constantly fed to produce smoke, which is then pumped into the barrel. And so this six-month secondary aging process provides a smoother, more subtle take on smoky spirits. Basil Hayden's Subtle Smoke is now available for a limited time at premium spirits retailers across the United States with a suggested retail price of $50. I'm envisioning Freddie holding like one of those accordion-like things that... <laughs> just go... Plus... Like your fireplace. I remember when I was yeah. a kid growing up, my grandparents had those. Man, that's a blast from the past. Yeah, I know. I'm just envisioning Freddie just doing that, getting the subtle smoke in the... <laughs> With that, it's... You know those, like, cocktail smokers? All they do is they flip oh, yeah. the thing Put and the, the fan starts over. going, and you just light it on fire like you're packing, you know, doing a pipe or something like that, and it just starts kind of, like, circulating in there. Maybe it's something like that, but... I mean, I don't know. I guess there's something... There was a quote by Freddie in there, but they always put quotes by everybody when they do these press releases, so... It's one of those things, you got to keep innovating, got to stay in the news, and this is one way to do it. Just try to figure out yeah. new things. A lot of people like smoke. A lot of people, some people don't. It's it's one of those polarizing flavors. I hate it, whiskey. to be honest with you. I know. I, I'm not a huge fan of smoke. I don't like smoke cocktails. I like it in my meats, but not in my drinks. But it can't be overly smoky in the meats. I've had overly smoky meats. Oh, yeah. Where you have... Like mesquite. Like mesquite gets like, su like too smoky. I don't like that. Yeah, when you burp. 
hickory all night or just you just feel like every time it's just like smoke coming up mm-hmm. well that's what every single time i see like a smoked cocktail at a bar i'm like can you just hold the smoke just i the cocktail looks great just hold the smoking i, I don't need all that that's just too much yeah i'll take uh that smoked old-fashioned hold the smoke <laughs> <laughs> like can you give me a dollar back by not having to do all that process yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So for our final news story of the night, it's another year and yet another Wild Turkey 101 bottle change. So Campari Group is updating its Wild Turkey flagship bourbon whiskey bottle with a new modern look. So this new bottle, which is embossed with the Wild Turkey at the center and sports a smaller reduced paper front with inscribed with the Jimmy Russell signature, it has been given this new look to better reflect the bourbon's premium positioning. Additionally, the new bottleneck shape, which has been inspired by the extended neck of a wild turkey, slopes down to a thicker base and has been added for more stature. It also finishes with a a sharp edge detail and a nod to the turkey's pointed spur. The liquid inside the bottle remains the same, but the company added that the new modern sleek look was the way for the brand to better reflect that it is not manufactured and not subdued to please the masses. The new Wild Turkey 101 pack is set to roll out across the full range here in due course. Fred always talks about how they'll go through like a hundred million package change between. <laughs> it's like every year. It's, I honestly think it's every year we've seen a wild turkey one one package change. I know. It's like, just, just keep it simple. It's like. I mean, I, I did know. like the, I saw the picture of this one. It does look pretty I cool. It looks, it. it looks similar to the, the one that's out right now, but it's, it kind of has like a more slender, one. it has a more slender uh, bottle shape and a little bit taller. So I don't know. I kind of like it. It looks, it does look modern. It's just one of those things, man. It's like people think of like, what's that chasing whiskey? What are we going to go and drink tonight? Wild Turkey 101. And so they're probably trying to get away from that. And I kind of just said, took it to a more premium kind of positioning. I don't know. I love the old Wild Turkey packaging. That's. I'll tell you what I miss. What was the one that had the feather, the, the fan on it? Uh, Kentucky Spirit. Oh yeah, Kentucky Spirit. Yeah, yeah. The, the old Kentucky Spirit bottles. Man, those were those were sweet. But yeah, I like know, those too. Those Italians, they they just like changing things up. I guess they must be bored over <laughs> there, and you know they're maybe it's it's Italy, right? They know fashion. Maybe they know bottle design too. So they're just going to keep doing stuff. Yeah, they're much smart. Their their whiskey company's better than ours, so we'll trust them. <laughs> <laughs> they might have a few things figured out here and there. No. Yep. But, I, know, I am scrolling through. I Google just wild turkey package and there's literally like 20 different versions. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. It's I, like they don't care about cost. I'm sure, uh, you know, over at Rare Bird 101, he's collected all of them, right? So I'm sure DJ's got it all. David's just, he's rolling in them. He's got a whole collection of these things. Oh, totally. I'm, he's got the whole, you know, might be the only person with a full vertical of every wild turkey label that's ever been out. Love it. Yep. But that is going to do it for this week's This Week in Bourbon. But, you know, we had a good one. There's a lot of news. And I'm glad we kind of made a lot of news because we will not have a This Week in Bourbon next week because I'm finally taking my first vacation in, gosh, uh, a very, very long time. So I've been instructed that I'm not allowed to do any whiskey news next week, but we'll be back in two weeks to be able to talk about even more stuff. Yep. Happy spring break to us. Yes. Yes. And happy spring break to you all out there. We'll see you next time. Toodles. Toodles.